I think it was that experience that has maybe created this sort of worry in my mind of the impact it can have on my child indirectly because of other people's misconceptions about what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. Welcome to In The Flesh, down-to-earth mediumship and spirituality with me, spiritual medium, Rebecca Richardson. Today's podcast is titled Mediumship and Motherhood. So I'm going to share with you 10 things that I've discovered on my journey of mediumship development, whilst at the same time trying to juggle being a mum to Ralph, my four-year-old boy. Now, when I first began developing my mediumship, I would never have guessed some of the things I'm about to share with you. We tend to embark on these spiritual quests, I'll call them, a bit blinkered, don't we? Because we're just so full of excitement for what's to come and in awe of the spirit world. I'm probably just a little naive, if I'm honest, expecting it to be a beautiful journey full of love and light. So I share these discoveries, these experiences with you because not many people talk about them. Actually, I've not come across any teacher mention them and only once has a teacher of mine acknowledged that women tend to transition into professional mediumship later than men due to their childcare responsibility. So yeah, the profession of mediumship is no different than most others. As a mum, if we want to do it, we have to find a way of juggling all of our responsibilities and fitting into schedules that are on the whole catered to those who don't have young children. But as you'll probably know, mediumship is a calling and it doesn't always call at the perfect time in our lives. So mums developing mediumship face certain unique challenges and considerations No matter where you are on your development journey, whether you're just thinking about starting or have already started developing, stay with me to hear not only the discoveries I have to share, but some solutions too. So my first point is, and it's a bit of a heavy one, I'm sorry, um, but it's important that we cover it, is that at some point you will come face to face with the reality that people do indeed lose their children to the spirit world. Now, it's not something that I want to be reminded of on a daily basis, and I'm sure you don't either. It's very, very close to home, isn't it, when you have a child of your own. But it's the reality of the work. I mean, we're dealing with life and death, aren't we? And the story, all the story that goes in between. Now, I have to say, myself, I've given um, readings before to parents from children who passed over when they're in their late teens or early 20s but there's something about 
very, very young children. And maybe it's because my mind makes that association straight away to my child, who's only four. Um, Like I said, it just feels very, very close to home. And I'm sure you'd feel the same. It's kind of like one of those subject areas that we all go through life sort of blinkered from, um, not wanting to um, acknowledge that that unfortunately is the case and can be the case for some parents. Um, And life experiences build up to this sort of amazing reference library that spirit can use. Um, And if we're um, emotionally or mentally um, cut off or blocked from something, um, it then becomes quite difficult for us to be aware of it or want to even acknowledge it when faced with it by someone in spirit. So me, myself, um, like I said, I've, I've, I've had communications before, I've given communications, sorry, before from teenagers in spirit, but not a very, very young child. There was a time in a practice reading that I felt aware, I became aware of the presence of a very young child, but also at the same time, I was aware of an adult in spirit. And in retrospect, I can see that my subconscious completely glossed over the fact that I was aware of that child and went with what felt comfortable to me. And that was to give the communication from the adult. And actually, the lady who I gave the reading to When she was giving me her feedback, she did say to me, I was really hoping to hear from my child today. Now, I felt terrible. I said to her, I'm so sorry. I was honest with her. I said, I did. I did feel the presence of a child. I'm so sorry. My mind didn't allow me to go there. She was understanding, of course. We don't come to um, practice circles or development classes in order to receive a reading we're there to practice giving the readings but obviously naturally I completely understand that she really wanted to hear from her child you know any opportunity where even if it isn't a practice you're still going to be sitting I think oh god I hope I hear from my child today so that was my failing that was my failing and when I first became aware of the fact that actually god you know what this is a reality and I can't hide from it and if I'm hiding from it am I serving spirit fully no probably not I'm doing my best I'm doing my best and spirit know that now I'm aware that I did say that I was going to give points here with solutions now what's the solution to that one god I don't know I'm still working through this one myself as you can hear Um, what I would say is I think this is one of the areas in our development and I don't say this often because I'm one of these people that think we need to take the ball by the horns face the fear and do it anywhere and all all that kind of malarkey but this is one of those situations I think where you do have to just kind of take a step back and go with the flow and allow spirit to really take the lead spirit will bring your attention um two difficult subject matters or things that you find difficult to acknowledge within your mediumship at a time that is right for you at a pace that is right for you and your development so yes this is definitely one where I suggest the solution is just to go with the flow and trust that your mediumship will unfold in the way it's supposed to, when it's supposed to. 
I've recently just started to notice a lot of synchronicities actually around the reality that children do pass over to the spirit world. Um, I've just got this feeling at the moment that the spirit world are working behind the scenes to prepare me, prepare me for that reality, to prepare me for that day when I'm going to become aware of a child in spirit and have to communicate that child's story to the parent that is sitting in front of me. And that leads me actually quite nicely onto point number two, which is that we will go through big, and I mean big, ups and downs emotionally during our mediumship development, which can impact our home life and our relationships at home. And if you're anything like me as a mum, as a woman, your hormones will just come along and make it 10 times worse. (laughs) So mediumship mediumship development it's really it's really self-development you know mediumship itself is quite a simple yet mysterious mechanic and that can't it can't be really really taught as such um what we can learn or what we can teach is helping somebody develop themselves spiritually as a person it's a long never-ending journey with what can be some massive ups and downs, particularly right at the start. So some would call that a spiritual awakening. I don't tend to like using those types of um, types of labels, to be honest. But there's no denying that it's going to change you as a person, how you see the world and everything and everyone in it. And that includes those closest to you at home. Um. Now, my personal experience, when I first came to mediumship, um, it was the passing of my dad, or actually a little while before then, just a few weeks before then, that um, I was moved, I was called into mediumship. I'll touch on that in a later um, episode, because that's quite an interesting story to share in and of itself. But what transpired or what came about as a result of that, and this massive shift in me as a person was that what I was doing at that time in my life, particularly work-wise, just felt all of a sudden just completely not me. I can only describe it as completely not me and um, it felt really uncomfortable and I just didn't want to do it anymore. It was just, it just wasn't me. It was just like all of a sudden I was put on this path of this is it. This is my purpose. And when I look back at my life, actually, and the experiences I've always had throughout my life with spirit and an awareness of them, it kind of made sense of everything that had led up to that point. Um, And it had awakened, I suppose, I'm using that word awakening. And I said, I don't really like those labels, but it had, I suppose, it had awakened this, this um, part of me um, that had always been there. And now it had an outlet. Now it had a reason to be expressing itself. And everything that I was doing up until that point now had very little purpose, very little meaning. It was like, I've been there. I've done that. I've got the T-shirt. I don't want to do that anymore. Um, My work at the time was design. Um, I had my own little business designing patterns for fabrics and wallpapers. Um, And yeah, it was very much, I did very much feel like being there, done that, got the t-shirt, moved on. 
Um, and that you can imagine the type of upheavals that causes at home, especially if your your job um, is a really good um, money maker for the for the family. Um, it turned out mine wasn't. It was just very much like a sort of a side hustle, if you know what I mean. It was still quite a new business. It was a couple of years old. And yes, it did cause discussions in the home. It did cause, it didn't cause um, financial upheaval, luckily for me, but you might find yourself in that position where it might well do. And these are discussions you're going to have to have either with yourself or with a partner if you've got one. And it's going to cause a lot of, or create a lot of emotion. Um, You're going to have to learn to be very open and honest about sharing your experiences with your nearest and dearest um the people that you live with especially they're gonna be it's not this mediumship development isn't the type of thing where you can just go away and read a book or do a course and then be like well dust yourself off and say well that's done then I've learned that. I'm qualified now. There is no qualification. It's a lifelong journey full, like I said, of ups and downs. And because mediumship development is really self-development, it's full of emotion. It's full of you facing your fears. It's full of you having to face yourself, your true self. And also with that comes the upheaval, the upheaval in your life. So yes, the the way to overcome this, I would say, is just being very open and honest about the experiences you're going through. So those people closest to you at home have a chance to understand. You also really do, though, need to get really good at learning to compartmentalise as much as you can so you can still function in the day-to-day of family life or home life and that does bring me on to my third point which is yes we have yet another hat to wear another identity as if we don't wear enough of them as mums already (laughs) and to top it off your mediumship hat may be a secret one it probably is to begin with isn't it let's be honest when you first start start off on this journey everybody everybody grapples with what to tell people and when And a thought that I've encountered recently, actually, because my little boy has just started school, was, oh, when I get into conversations at the school gate and somebody asks me, oh, what do you do? What do I say? What do I say? How honest am I? I would never have thought I would have to consider that question, that that would even be a question in my mind. Because I am a bit of an open book. You know, and I'm quite sort of like open and honest about who I am. And I'm kind of have that kind of take it or leave it kind of attitude. But all of a sudden, when you've got children, you're not the only one that you need to consider, are you? Um, So my fear, I suppose, about that, about divulging to people openly and honestly that, oh, yeah, you know, through other people's eyes, she speaks to the dead is what what impact may that have on my child? What if Ralph doesn't get invited to birthday parties because, oh, her mum speaks to dead people? Or, you know, for all I know, they could be very religious and 
their religion doesn't agree with what I'm doing. Um, I had that experience at school myself, and maybe that's where this fear comes from. You may be sitting there thinking, oh, I think that's a bit of an unfounded fear, Rebecca. You know, you're not giving people the benefit of the doubt. You're not being fair there. But when I was at school, I went to a Church of England school. And like I said, I think I've mentioned already that throughout my life, I've always had an awareness of of the, sorry, can't speak. I've always had an awareness of the spirit world and encounters with spirits back then. I would have called them ghosts and they were cool stories to tell people. Um, And I remember um, sharing a particular story about something that I had seen with a friend of mine without, you know, naively as a child would, because it was exciting to me. And I just loved exploring that side of life and that side to me and this experience that I was having. But this child came from a family who was very, very religious. And um, the mum of this girl, the mum of my friend actually called up my mum one day to basically advise her that she was concerned that I was communicating with the devil. (laughs) You know, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not meaning to laugh at other people's beliefs. That's not what I'm doing. But obviously, as a medium, you yourself as a medium or or someone who's wishing to go down this path and with a belief of the spirit world and the afterlife, we know that's not true. I wouldn't be doing this if I thought I was communicating with the devil or is there anything bad about it at all? I wouldn't be doing it. Anyway, it's just, I think it was that experience that has maybe created this sort of worry in my mind of the impact it can have on my child indirectly because of other people's misconceptions about what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. So it is something to consider. I don't know the answer to that one yet. Um... I do find that normally by the end of the day, I go and pick my little boy up and I kind of like I'm one of these mums that, especially if I've had a reading or a couple of readings in that day to do, like my mind is elsewhere and I'm just sort of like zapped of energy and I just don't want to talk to anybody. So I'm just sort of like head down and like pretend to be busy on my phone or something. You know, you know the thing. Um, But yeah, so far I've kind of avoided it. I have divulged it to a couple of people that I felt comfortable with telling that information to but I don't know am I right there am I wrong there I'm not sure I'm not sure I know ultimately ultimately I want to live in a world where we can all be free to be whoever we are as long as we're not hurting other people Um, and I know what I do is who I am and I'm not hurting anybody in the process so I should feel free enough to express who I am and be honest about it and I want my child Ralph to be able to look on and see his mum do that and feel comfortable enough to to be able to sort of um to um to do that himself so I think ultimately what I'm saying here is I'm working out working it out out live here with you (laughs) What I'm saying is that, yes, maybe I am. I think I am. I'm going to be, yes, I am. I'm going to be open and honest about it. But there's a caveat there, isn't there? Because we have to be mindful of the fact that what we say has reflection on our children and their experiences in life and how other people might interact with them, whether we like it or not. I think that's just the reality. So it's something to think about and something to consider. And one of those things that... If you weren't a mum practising mediumship, you wouldn't even have to think about it. Another thing that I want to discuss, and this is quite a nice light-hearted one, point number four here, is you'll want to talk about it to everybody, including your children. 
Now, like I've said, I've got a four-year-old. He's called Ralph. And (laughs) I would absolutely love for him to be aware of the spirit world and as he gets older to be able to talk to me about it and have experiences and it's something a journey I I picture us going on this amazing journey together you know and in the future who knows maybe there'll be one of those uh oh maybe we'll have a joint podcast that would be good wouldn't it um I don't know we could do dems together do you know what I mean it would just be really good fun wouldn't it so (laughs) so already Already, I find myself wanting to talk up to him about it, or sometimes even talking to him about it. I'd sort of like, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd fish for information, I suppose. Um, quite often, I mean, my dad, my dad passed away. Um, I don't know, it was about eighteen months or so ago now, probably more than that actually. And so, my little boy, um, I'm quite keen, you know, that he remembers, he remembers his granddad. Um, he doesn't have obviously much um, much knowledge of him. He didn't have that much chance to get to know him. He was very young when my my dad passed away. Um, but I quite regularly, you know, I'll show him photos. Oh, Ralph, who's that? Oh, it's Granddad. And I've shown him photos of my dad when my dad was a child or a baby. And Ralph can say to me quite confidently without any sort of input from me, oh, that's granddad, oh, that's baby granddad. I think, oh my God, I'm so excited. How does he know that? Oh, it must be my dad, like whispering in his ear, stuff like that, you know. And there's been quite a few instances where Ralph's spoken about something he's seen that I haven't been able to see, or he's had quite a couple of precognitions. Now, I don't know if that spirit whispering is in in his ear or whether it's his psychic um, psychic senses sort of play coming into play. Um, but I just love it. I love it. But you do have to be careful, I think. And I've caught myself out a few times of what you're about to say and whether it's age appropriate or what you're about to ask and whether it's age appropriate. You don't want to bless them. You don't want to throw their little minds into turmoil or some existential crisis already at that age. <laughs> So I think it does, it does, it also raises the question, doesn't it, of how you'll explain death to a child when you work in this arena where we are, we are dealing with life and death. And there will come a time where Ralph or your children will ask you, what have you been doing all day, mummy? (laughs) Or what is your work, mummy? Or what are you doing how do you explain that? How do you explain that to a young child that in an age appropriate way? So that's something that I'm just starting to consider now. Um, like I said, he's only four, Ralph's only four. So he's just getting to that age, I think, where he's starting to become more aware of when mummy says she's going to work or she's doing work. Um, that means she's going to do something. What is that? Um, so I'm just starting to think now, well, how would I explain that to him? How would I approach that? Um, so that's something to be aware of. And again, another one of those things, another one of those points that you wouldn't necessarily um, be conscious of having to think about or consider if you weren't a mum doing mediumship. So um, we've just about come to the end of our time together today. It's been great. I've really enjoyed talking to you. I hope you've enjoyed listening. Um, I'm well aware I've got five more points to make. I know at the beginning of this, I said I was making 10 points. I've only made five so far. My maths isn't that bad, people. It is bad. 
but it's not that bad. So I'm going to do a part two. I'll release that next week. Please join me for that. I'd love to be able to speak to you again there. Um, If you've liked spending your time listening to me today, if you've enjoyed it, please like, please review, please share. Really, really would appreciate, appreciate the share and hearing your comments. If you want to make contact with me, if you have any questions, because in the future I hope to do some Q&As as well, please come and find me on Facebook. You'll find me um, by searching for Medium Rebecca Richardson. That's Medium Rebecca Richardson on Facebook. In the meantime, thanks again for joining me and have a lovely day, lovely evening, wherever you are in the world. And I look forward to seeing you again next week.